I knew that certainly a couple of years ago, there were going to be challenges. I knew people that suffered personally and professionally, but for me, I wanted to lean on something and I came across what I felt was a foundation. And it's the idea of really, I, I think the one line to take away from the book and even this conversation is that I believe that to be light, you first have to be solid. Philanthropist, public speaker, and author, creator of the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Here is your host, Daniel Mangena. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Do It With Dad podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Mangena. Very, very excited to have my new buddy, Josh, here. Um, we were connected by Selena D, who you guys will know because <laughs> we're always hanging out together. I'm always doing Selena's summits because they're awesome. And we're actually got a summit that we're doing together coming up here soon. Uh, Josh has got a great new book that I've got on my to read list. I'm going to find out a bit more about it. I want you guys to find out about it and be excited about it too. Without further waffling from me, Josh, why don't you uh, give us the one line on who Josh Kramer is? Sure. And great to be with you, Dan. I appreciate you having me. So I have been a real estate professional for almost 25 years, and that's not at all how I identify myself. I grew up in Northern New Jersey, just outside of New York City, and I spent time in DC, South Florida, and London for a bit, as I mentioned. And this project that I've come across that I started probably two years ago, The Unicorn in You, is my new book, is a perspective that I wrote to basically help myself. And now I'm mm. thrilled that it's helping many other people as well. Awesome. Awesome. So was it a therapeutic journey or was it that you were researching things and you came to see something like, what was the, when you say that it was a book for you to give us a bit more insight into that and maybe how it weaves into your story, perhaps. Yeah, it definitely was therapeutic for me. In fact, writing it was cathartic. Um, but for me, as I, as I say, it, the book started two years ago, but it really probably started 25 years ago. I have mm. always read personal growth and development books. I've read self-help books. And I think in my mind, I always wanted an unself-help book, which is mm. not necessarily what I set out to write, but I think what I ultimately did write. And the genesis for this was really at the onset of COVID, which is amazing, I think, probably two years ago this week. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Time sure flies. And at the time, I remember feeling a certain kind of way, like a lot of people, and thinking that there would be gifts during that time. I didn't know where we would find them. But I also was looking for some sort of comfort to relieve the worries and concerns and anxieties that I had. And so I started to put together some ideas I had on a, a perspective on the principles that mattered most in my life to give me a foundation for being rather than doing. I knew that I needed to kind of feel light. And that's what really prompted this, this idea of mine that there were five foundational principles and they were applicable through business and in life and any part of anyone's, anyone's personal life too. Mm -hmm. I love that you've pulled up on two things. First of all, being versus doing, and also the cross-pollination between our business life and our personal life. I was on a call with one of my coaches. Uh, yes, guys, I do get coached. Uh, <laughs> I do a lot. Even the best. Um, and uh, we were talking about this whole thing of how can you expect your business to be tidy when your life is a mess or your life to be tidy when your business is a mess like the like you're still at the center of it and what you're being is going to lead to what you're experiencing in both those areas right you're, you're spot on. And, you know, sometimes we think that they're mutually exclusive. And mm -hmm. of course, that's not the case. And mm -hmm. I knew that certainly a couple of years ago, there were going to be challenges. I knew people that suffered personally and professionally. Mm -hmm. But for me, I wanted to lean on something. And 
I came across what I felt was a foundation. And it's the idea of really, I, I think the one line to take away from the book and even this conversation is that I believe that to be light, you first have to be solid. Mm. I wanted a feeling of lightness, but I felt like in order to have this, I needed to have a strong foundation. And that's foundation were these principles really just saying, I know who I am. I know what I'm about. And that allows me to just be and be more free. And again, I love that you're just dropping these gems because, you know, it goes down to this whole idea of the house being built upon a rock. I'm, I'm, I'm just started to, I started learning to play golf when I, before I left the UK, but that was like four years ago. Now I had a couple of lessons, was traveling, didn't get settled. And now I'm in Cabo, everybody golfs all the time. And uh, my buddy Patrick and his other half just moved. Um, they're going to spend about half the year down here in Cabo. He's been playing golf forever. My other buddy, Justin, has just started learning. So we said, look, let's get together. You know, we're going to do the thing and, and really get going with this. And it's the same like with golf. It's not about how hard a boss. It's actually the more slow, deliberate and precise you are. That's having right. Those foundational principles, the further the ball is going to fly. And I, I agree with you with life. It's the same. The more solid we are, the more firm and sure those foundations are. Everything else just tends to flow with a lot more ease and grace. That's right. That's a perfect analogy. And as a golfer mm -hmm. as well, I can appreciate that <laughs> because certainly in, in sports or anything in life, but the ideas you're talking about is the fundamentals mm, and you have to have the basics mm. and the fundamentals. And I kind of interchange those a lot, the idea of what's foundational or fundamental to our being. Mm -hmm. But I believe that's what sets us up for success. Certainly in business success, it keeps us mm -hmm. more peaceful. The, 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 really the spirit of the book is to, uh, is a path to peace and joy. And mm -hmm. I believe that that there is such a path in, in our business lives as well as our personal lives, but they're interchangeable. And so to me, this idea of the foundation really helped me. I think, as I mentioned, I, I wrote it for myself. It helped me become more comfortable. And also mm. I, I started to feel a lightness and, mm. you know, the process of writing was absolutely therapeutic. Mm. And I, I used to joke, or at least before, you know, I said to the publisher, um, if it helps one person, I'll be thrilled and it's already helped me. So I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled. grateful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I think there's something to be said as well for the spirit and energy that comes from, uh, an integrity driven exercise in authorship. And when someone has written for themselves, I think there is a level of, there's a level of truth to it that the reader can actually experience when in the book. I had the same thing with my book, Stepping Beyond Intention. It's not that, you know, money game, people don't feel, but Stepping Beyond Intention, my heart went into it because it's my journey over That's a period right. of years. And so when you're saying, well, you know, this was the journey that I went on to find this path of freedom and joy, this path of peace and joy, this path of, of lightness and the firm foundation, being able to express myself fully people will feel that as they come to pages. Actually. That's right. And your, and your book came from an authentic place and that's why it, it resonated. Mm -hmm. You, you know, readers, they're, they're smart. They know if it's coming, if it's written for <laughs> someone else or written for, for yourself, or at least mm -hmm. come from a place where you can relate mm -hmm. and people connect to that authenticity, I think. And for mm -hmm. me, it began from a place of struggles with my uh, mental health and, and some sadness and depression that I struggled with for many years. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I knew what worked and I, I knew what didn't. 
And I mm-hmm. thought that people would be able to feel similarly the way I did, which is to say, I'd love to read something that's more of like a warm, comforting guide that mm-hmm. doesn't tell me exactly what to do. That's not a process. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I've positioned this is an unself-help book is that it really doesn't feel like a processy self-help book. The other mm-hmm. sort of piece to that is I think it's an unself-help book in that it takes ourselves out of the equation. It, it, it mm. reduces that emphasis on ourselves and getting rid of our ego and allowing us more of a, an opportunity to really just be. Mm, 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 mm. Awesome. 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 Um, I want to get into these steps and give people the highlights, but I don't want to give them too much because I, I want them to read the book. So I, right. I want to kind of give them like the, 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 the <laughs> little taste, <laughs> little taste. Um, what any of these steps more more potently connected to your experience of overcoming these challenges? That's a great question because probably uh, three, four months before I started the project, and I put this Mm -hmm. down at one point as well, probably several months after I started, but a few months before the project started, I was at a luncheon and Ryan Holiday, who's an author and a speaker that that I really enjoy, um, gave us, uh, gave a, a talk about his book, stillness is the key. I happened to be at his table and he asked a question to the table and it was in your life, what matters to you? What do you know to be true? What's your North star? Mm-hmm. And I really didn't think too much about it before answering. I think kindness is kind of everything for me. Mm-hmm. And I thought back to that conversation. And when I started the book, the idea of those principles, the five mm-hmm. principles, I began with kindness. So that became very uh, kind of instinctive to me, which is what mm-hmm. I was trying to do, find a, a, a combination of principles that were natural and organic and instinctive to people. Mm-hmm. But kindness was the one that resonated most deeply. And I mm-hmm. felt like I can begin with something here. I know that there's that's kind of that first piece of it. And from that, I built on where else that I thought I could find peace and joy through other principles. I want to look back to kindness, but I do want to ask a question before I forget. Was there a reason why you ended up with five? That's a good question. You know, I think that for me, in trying to be a less processy start of book, a kind of book, I wanted mm-hmm. to have something that just kind of made sense. Perhaps um, just in the back of my mind, I always say things like I can count on one hand. And yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe that's it. Why I was thinking of let's do this because if you have to start to do with ten or seven or eight, and I knew that three was too too little, but I also thought that the five were very intentional in their delivery, but also mm-hmm. I think in the amount as well. Yeah, you know, it's just because when we do our idea like blueprint, we always say between three and five, no more right. than five and no less than three. That's and, right. <laughs> and it's like, oh, and, and you've got this foundation approach again that this foundation approach is using five. So. Uh, the, the 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 old studied mystic in me is looking at the, the five points of the pyramid and going into the, the esoterics of it, but there's certainly something um, something something to it. So let's just no dive question. into kindness a little bit because um, I think kindness didn't really get the airplay that it deserved for a long time. Everyone was talking about the gratitude, right? right. Everyone was talking about the joy, right? But kindness was getting left out, and I think it was Gary Vaynerchuk um, the social, what do they call him? The entrepreneur rock star, the rock star entrepreneur, whatever they right. call him. He's everywhere. Um, Gary V. He started going on about kindness about a year ago and really, mm. really pushing hard about kindness, 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 kindness. So I think kindness is something that people are starting to connect with more. 
um, yeah. and perhaps explore, but what are some of the points of resistance that you've heard people share when you start saying to them, hey, put kindness on your roster, man, you know, get it on the starting, on the starting five. Yeah. What are some things that people say in reaction to that? I think you're right. Kindness in some ways to some people elicits a bit of an eye roll, you know, mm. and at the same time, you can never have too much of it. Um, mm. Anne Frank wrote in her famous diary, no one's ever gone poor by giving. Mm. And, and I think that's so true. There are wonderful quotes that I share in this and some real parables and, and, and fables that I share as well to illustrate in a very kind of simplistic way. I thought that was important. So it doesn't preach too much, but for me, kindness, and I distill each principle by one ingredient, kindness mm -hmm. is driven by compassion. Mm -hmm. And so I think that if there is an obstacle that people try to overcome, it's that sense of compassion. And how do we find compassion? I believe it's by letting go of judgments. I think that so much of what happens in how we are unkind to people is because we're judgmental. And I talk a little bit in the book about how we all have the power of imagination and to use that imagination for more positive good rather than judgmental, negative or pessimistic good. I think, you know, it, it's deeper than optimism. Compassion comes from a, a way of letting go of our judgments of people and perhaps putting ourselves in their shoes and wondering what maybe they're going for. And that allows us, frees us up in some ways to be a little kinder as well. Mm, mm, mm. I love that. Um, this is a conversation that um, I've been having many different levels with different people. Just the whole yeah. power that comes from just dropping the judgment. How right. much of our challenges internally and even externally come from judgment? When we leave judgment out of the mix, oh, beating up on yourself, because you're judging yourself against other people's standards. Uh, Absolutely. Paranoia, <laughs> judging oh. yourself. Right. Comparison is the thief of joy. Exactly, yep. exactly. But yeah, I, I love that you've, you've gone into compassion and how compassion at its heart is dropping the judgment and just seeing someone for who they are, which is... That's right. Right. The, and we could do it in such a simple way as well. Someone had, exactly. had asked me, you know, when I go to the supermarket, maybe I, you know, I'm, I'm checking out my, my groceries and I'm, I'm feeling a certain kind of way, maybe an attitude from someone. And I said, first mm -hmm. of all, you understand it has nothing to do with you. It, it, it's coming from them. And secondly... Mm -hmm. Switch, switch shoes. Maybe something's going on there, you know, mm -hmm. have some sense of imagination and perhaps, you know, give someone the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, the, 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 the key thing that really just blew me away with starting to really consider my relationship to judgment uh, and having more compassion for people was my, my son. My son is going to be 16 months tomorrow. Um, oh, <laughs> I'd, um, I was, it was, I came home, I think he was about 11 months old and I came home and he started waving and I scratched my head. I said, where did he, where did he, where did he learn that? And as he's been growing and doing these other little things, like um, we went out for family dinner yesterday, we went into a store, he took something off the shelf and then he went and put it on another shelf and he was saying, look at me, look what I did. Right. <laughs> Cause he's, he's seeing things being done. And it's like, Nobody said to him, this is how you wave a hand or this is how you put something right. back on the shelf. It's just from observation. And then I sat back and I said, do I remember being 14 or 15 months old and all of the habits and behaviors that I've got and all the things that I'm doing now, even my talk, my accent, my, the, the way that I construct words, this wasn't taught to me. It was taken in from my environment. That's Someone right. who's being a butthole to me 
I don't know what their 14 or 15 month old self learned as a habit and behavior foundation for who they are today. And they no probably don't know either. So why am I being mad at someone who's playing out a behavior that they probably don't have any conscious relationship to the foundation of? That's right. That's so well said too. And that idea mm-hmm. of that conscious relationship, they just don't know. <laughs> and, and it's how they learned. And look, we're all, we're all very different. And mm-hmm. at the same time, you enter, you know, exchanges or relationships with much more open hearts. And mm-hmm. again, that sense of benefit of the doubt, but it's letting go of those judgments. I think that's the key to kindness. And I do make the point in there, if you need a more selfish reason for kindness, which <laughs> sounds a little contradictory, <laughs> it's that it's good for you. Yeah, if nothing else, you. it's the kindest just, thing you can do, do for it. yourself. It'll make you feel good. Exactly, so. exactly, exactly. If you're if you're completely self-centered, that we have something too. for the doubters. Yeah, <laughs> something for the doubters. Awesome. Uh, are there any of these five that are more left field? Like someone's gonna be like, "Oh, I wasn't expecting that one." Have you have you yeah. got one that fits into that category? Love that question. And so, very quickly, I'll give you what the others are. And, yeah. but this one I'd love to talk about it's mm-hmm. kindness, it's gratitude. I think gratitude is essential. Um, mm-hmm. Integrity. And I think integrity awesome. transcends any level of business mm-hmm. or professional life. Um, humility is the one that I think is so underappreciated. And mm-hmm. I think it's critical for uh, finding peace and joy. The last one, by the way, is acceptance. And I think acceptance mm-hmm. acts as the anchor. But humility is the one that kind of you know makes people stop and say, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I think humility is so important is that it allows us to understand our significance or even insignificance in the world. Mm-hmm. And for me, humility relieves some of those uh, those weights of expectations. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. that sense of burdens or, or self-importance that we carry, the self-absorption that we carry. And humility mm-hmm. is very, very, pow- uh, very, very powerful, especially when we're talking about peace and joy, because mm-hmm. letting go of all of that can can be really very healing in a lot of ways. And certainly we're all special and we're unique, but in the whole scheme of things, we're tiny, we're ephemeral, and you know, we're um, it's important to get out of our own heads through humility. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I love that. Um, I'm going to bring in a contrarian view. Tell me. I'd love to, to noodle on that for, for a little bit with you. Um, a guy that I knew many, many years ago said that humility is just a form of deception. <laughs> now, I get where he's coming from, but I get the dark side that he's coming from. But for someone who sees humility as a way of downplaying yourself or being less than, how would you invite them to see a more expanded view of what humility is and how it can support them in in having this path to joy? Yeah, I would probably defer to the quote that I start the humility chapter on. It's by C.S. Lewis, whom everyone knows and has read at some point. Mm -hmm. And he writes that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. And I think that there is a real distinction there. Yeah. And there is, you know, there's obviously a difference between modesty and false modesty, false humility versus Mm -hmm. saying, you know what, I know that I'm okay, that I'm special, but at the same time, I'm not going to make it all about me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the distinction that's so important. And when we're talking about finding a path to peace and joy, I think humility is absolutely essential, perhaps even in more so than than all of them in a lot of ways. Certainly integrity Mm -hmm. is important. I think in knowing what you stand for, knowing your values, 
Mm-hmm. I think kindness and gratitude, like you said, have, have been talked about a lot. It's the last one, acceptance, that becomes extremely impactful and meaningful. But humility, I think, is the one that becomes uh, really the essence of getting to how we need to get out of our heads mm-hmm. and really, again, not think uh, less of ourselves, but think of ourselves think less. Of ourselves less. Yeah, I love that differentiation. It's almost like going to that humility isn't about what you think of yourself. It's right. the intentionality with how you direct those thoughts. Of you got it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, mm-hmm. you're spot on because it really has nothing to do with how uh, uh, it has nothing to do with our confidence in many ways. Mm-hmm. It's really the projection of it. Mm-hmm. And I think humility can be very, very empowering. Mm-hmm. And I think humility also, look, the idea is to be humbled, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know about you, but certainly I know you've, you've shared actually in some of your experiences in business and in life. And where do we do most of our greatest learning? Mm-hmm. It's certainly not from our successes, likely it's from, yeah. <laughs> uh, from the more challenging times so when we've been, years. when we've been humbled. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where the more meaningful growth can be. And in many ways, when it reduces us to just a reminder that, mm-hmm. hey, the world does not revolve around us, mm-hmm. that, you know, we still can feel great about ourselves, but not make it all about ourselves. And when you do that, being kind to yourself. Right. Dropping the judgment, it allows that. Flow. You're absolutely right. And, you know, you, you raise a really important point to the idea of kindness, too, mm-hmm. is, you know, the, the sense of compassion, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of people that are obviously very, very tough on themselves, harsh critics, their toughest critic Mm -hmm. and letting go of the judgment of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. 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 Um, so the book is the unicorn in you. Uh, we're going to pop some links in the show notes for people to be able to, to grab a hold of that and they can grab it. Um, they can grab it in Barnes and Nobles and Amazon, but you do actually have a website dedicated to the book. I do. So I, you can go to the unicorn and you.com. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go visit and learn more about me at joshkramer.com. This was the mm-hmm. book that came out. And what's been great is that it has received such great uh, feedback, which has been very meaningful. And even mm-hmm. on our first week on Amazon, it was the top new release in mm-hmm. psychology reference and self-help and conduct of life. And Amazing. that becomes very validating. I mean, this again was written to help me during a time that was difficult. And now to find that it's helping other people means more than anything else. Awesome. 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 Josh, thank you for spending some time with me today and allowing me to get to know you a bit more and to find out about these five principles, which let me see if I can rattle them off. Humility, gratitude, acceptance, integrity, and kindness. You are a unicorn, Dan, but I already (laughs) knew that. (laughs) You don't need to read the book. You're good. (laughs) I'm going to read the book. I'm going to read the book. I'm really looking forward to it. Thank you. Uh, guys, go ahead and head over to the unicorninyou.com. You can also head over to Josh's website, joshkramer.com. It's Kramer with a K. Uh, we pop those links to the show notes. I think you'll uh, join me in celebrating him for taking his experiences and pouring them into a book that allows him to point to us and for us to point to ourselves. Until next time, keep dreaming with your eyes open. Remember that you can be a unicorn who lives a more abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life. And to keep dreaming with your eyes open. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Doing With Dan with your host, Daniel McGenna. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit dmpotv.com. We'll catch you on the next episode of Do It With Dan.